Hi, this is Nathan. I'm glad you could join us for the WADFAM Chalkpod, a place of humor, analysis, and excitement. But don't take my word for it. You can find out for yourself on today's episode of the WADFAM Chalkpod. Is the dead I, horse we're beating one of those uh, spotted it. ones from Minecraft? Oh. Because that hope- is what your design is on the Old West Fun World shirt. Yes. Because Mikhail asked your favorite kind of horse. She asked my... Oh, that's right! Was that what that was for? <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Wadfam Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And uh, we're here to talk about episode 309 of Adventures in Odyssey. It's called The Perfect Witness, part one. The episode that does not include wit, to my understanding. No. I mean, not so far. Is no. he even on this album? Or, no, he's not. This, yeah. this is this is while he's um, in the Middle East on an archaeological expedition. Yes. There Certainly we go. Certainly not in purgatory fighting for our souls. No. That's my head cannon. <laughs> it's like it's like the three days yeah. between Jesus' death, death and, and resurrection, resurrection where he's going through hell. Yeah, ministering, that's what's happening. <laughs> this is this is a great head cannon. I am I am here for it. There's a, how many albums? I think there's like six albums or something. Yeah, I think I think I think it's close to that. Or maybe it's five. Oh yeah. man. All right. Yep. Yeah. He is God. He can do whatever he wants. Archaeological expedition. Who's that? Clearly, the man is in hell. Yeah. But for a good reason. <laughs> He's fighting for us. The yeah. people's champion. Giving yeah. them ice cream in hell? That doesn't make sense. What's the what's the newsboys lyric? They don't serve breakfast in hell. Yep. Oh. When the big one r- finds you, may this song remind you that they don't serve breakfast in hell. <laughs> Man, I listened to that song so much as a child. Oh, I did too. One of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, I mean, on Christian radio on a Saturday morning, it was like one of the few things where I was like, ah, the Newsboys. One of one of my earliest CDs was uh, Newsboys' Greatest Hits, and really? it did include that song. Well, it certainly is their greatest. Well, one of them. Yeah. And that's been Newsboys Corner. We're back here to talk about Adventures in Odyssey today. Hey, I mean, at least at least this time our corner was something that everyone listening to also, also gets. gets. I hope. <laughs> I Watch feel like the... odds are pretty good for that crossover. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, tweet at us if you if you like the Newsboys. <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't think I do. I think I did. I I did. might I might still like I've still got an attachment to like old Newsboys. Yeah. Michael Tate stuff. No, no, no. That can, yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I, you know, you either die here or live long enough to see yourself become a villain. <laughs> <laughs> and the news boys <laughs> might be villains. <laughs> I mean, that's true. They did. They did soundtrack uh, three God's Not, Not Dead, Dead films, <laughs> so, and appeared in at least one of them. The first one, for the sure. First one, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if they made a recurring character. Uh, yeah, who knows? Anyways, we're not here to talk about the news, boys. That'll be on our other podcast, uh, Boys Talk. Um, <laughs> Where good Christian boys talk about boy things. 
<laughs> all right. So uh, <laughs> this uh, we're, we're, go, go. we're talking about the perfect witness part one. I don't yes. remember if you guys remember that, yeah. but that's that's what we're doing. <laughs> I think and Andrew was trying ago. to make the point that it's like it's funny that they used the perfect witness for an episode that doesn't have wit in it. I think that's the joke he was making yes. before we went off the rails. Anyway, um, it's an episode written and directed by Paul McCusker. It uh, aired April 8th of 1995 um, and was episode 10 on album 23, Twists and Turns, an album that we recently talked about because Preacher's Kid is on it. Yeah, this is a really, I mean, rich era of the show. Not to, to you know, beat a dead horse, but we've been but we covering really a like bangers, beating right? dead horses. Yeah, it's so much fun, that especially is like... when they're good dead horses right like like i imagine that's one of the games at old west fun world it's, is just, <laughs> it's whack-a-mole the most... except the moles don't pop up there's just a horse there it's just a horseshoe on a stick <laughs> oh no uh, buy our old west fun world merch more on that after the break We'll, we'll, we'll Brought to you by Burger World. <laughs> Burger World. Nope, I can't. I can't. You you, you nailed it, and then I, I tried to. It's okay. Yeah, what a bummer. Um, so yeah, this is this is a good three episode arc. Yeah, I'm I very don't excited. Yeah, I'm I, very excited. I remember the broadest strokes. Like I remember the point of these episodes. I don't remember any of the details, and so I'm very excited to uncover the mystery as it as it happens. Um, and it's a very good, like at least this episode is a very good beginning to a mystery. Yeah, I think. Yeah, no, I I would I would agree. Um, so uh, yeah, and then uh, cast for this episode. So mm-hmm. we have um two recurring cast members, um, which would be uh, Will Ryan as Eugene, Pamela Hayden as Katrina. Um, those ones are you know nice, easy, clean. We know those people. Um. We've talked before about Kenneth Mars, who plays uh, Fred Holstein and Captain Quinn. He voiced both of them in Kidsboro Part 1. Oh. Um, he also is just a big voice actor. He's got like 228 IMDb credits, was Triton in The Little Mermaid, Grandpa Longneck in The Land Before Time, and a guy named Otto Mancusser in uh, Malcolm in the Middle. I haven't seen that, but uh, it's a large recurring role, and people like that show. So there you go. Um, additionally, we have Natalie Babbitt playing Jenny Roberts. Um, Jenny Roberts is the kind of our protagonist for these episodes. She was also in nine other episodes between '92 and '96 as um, this blind character in the town of Odyssey. Um, this is then when stuff gets a little starts to get a little bit murky Mm -hmm. so i think the wiki might be might have mislabeled some of the cast members i think but i'm going to still credit them as they are credited and then provide a little bit of context each time okay so they list um they list Sherry Belgo as Linda Roberts. Mm-hmm. So uh, Sherry Belgo was the voice of Vicky 
in the Larry Boy cartoon, like not the the the, the 2D yeah, yeah, animated the 2D Larry Boy Larry series Bo- they did. Um, she was she was Vicky, um, who was a yeah. Anyways, so that that that's her one IMDb credit, and she is credited on the wiki as playing Linda Roberts, which would be Jenny's mom. Mm-hmm. We then have uh, Vaughn Taylor, um, who plays detective or is credited as playing Detective Pat Ethan. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was the mom in McGee and Me, another focus on the ah, family special. Yeah, and she voices Linda Roberts in every other episode that Linda Roberts appears in. So Interesting. I think my my assumption is that is that Sherry Belgo is actually the voice of Detective Pat Ethan and Vaughn Taylor is continuing to be the voice of Linda Roberts. Otherwise, they did some really weird casting mm-hmm. of like, oh, we'll have the detective played by the person who previously played her mom and then we'll cast someone new as her mom. That'll make sense, right? Yeah, this won't be confusing at all. So it's either, yeah, it's either poor crediting um, on the wiki, which I don't know how a lot of that crediting is sourced. I think it is a lot of just kind of like matching up. So Mm -hmm. easy mistake. No, no, you know, no vitriol towards us from us from it to any of the people on the wiki. We obviously uh, respect a lot of what's done there, but and heavily utilize it. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I mean, this show would not be as good without the wiki. No. So anyways, that that so that 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 whole thing is just a little bit weird. And then the additional so so moving on from that, uh we've got Matt Hurwitz credited as Mike Roberts, mm-hmm. um who would be Jenny's dad. Uh Matt Hurwitz previously appeared as Mr. Jefferson and also uh so that would be Alex's dad mm-hmm. and Dr. William Foster. Who oh. is the, the the scientist in the Eugene Returns episodes? Yeah. Um, then we have uh, as so I credited I credited them as Goon One and Goon Two. Um, mm-hmm. The wiki has their names, but those will come later. Um, and just when I was taking my notes, I was like, okay, the two people breaking in, we're gonna call them Goon One and <laughs> Goon Two, because that'll you know that'll at least be easy to keep track of. Yeah. So so. Goon One is the guy who keeps who who his verbal tick is saying, you know. Yes. <laughs> so that's Goon One, um, and he is voiced by or he is credited as being voiced by Tom Williams, who uh, played Barry Lionel in the mm. episodes we just talked about, and was previously. The voice of Mike Roberts in every Mike Roberts appearance, except for this one. So once again, I assume <laughs> that okay <laughs> that he is playing Mike Roberts here, and maybe Matt Hurwitz is playing Goon One, mm-hmm. but the wiki credits uh, credits it otherwise, and we're open to one of them being yeah. I some some somebody's wrong here. We're just, probably yeah. It's either it's either us or it's them. Yeah. Um, so. In almost every instance yes. of wrongness. <laughs> um, and then and then we have Robert Spina playing Goon 2, mm-hmm. um, who's the goon who does not constantly say, <laughs> you know. Um, oh, and then uh, Mark Drury is the is Officer Spectre, mm-hmm. who I'm pretty sure has appeared before. Like, I feel like we've... Yeah. Like, but we, for sure, 
for sure um drury has obviously right well yes drury has appeared a lot because he's sound engineer captain quinn is definitely recurring and i think no okay this is the only time officer specter appears so good to know anyways this uh i think important to point out and we'll be talking about it throughout um but the uh the official guide co-credits um co-credits dave arnold and mark drury as the production engineers for this episode okay um which i think is great to call attention to because so much of this episode is dependent on really quality sound design yeah Um, oh my gosh yeah well we'll get into it when we talk about kind of what happens in this episode but yeah it's uh yeah definitely worth giving credit where credit is due yeah yeah the so the the um this is just another like weird so the official guide and the complete guide both credit dave arnold and mark drury for all these episodes the wiki credits mark drury for part three and dave arnold for part one and two mm-hmm. i'm not entirely sure why the delineation there but just yeah apparently we're this is the credits episode of the <laughs> wad fan shock pod so Very i'm just getting that all out there now well, you know, we 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 have a a very credit heavy uh, episode, like one in every twenty, I would say. Yeah, like one that's, in twenty. That's so fair. Like every every it. once in a while, we hit one that is just, just loaded. <laughs> right. Well, often when we're starting a new arc, but this is just like weirdly, just a bunch of characters who either only appear here or we haven't talked about before, or they like. In the case of, like, the whole Roberts family, like, we haven't talked about them before, mm-hmm. but they've appeared elsewhere. And then, like, with the whole scene, Captain Quinn, we talked about it, but, like, two years ago. So. Yeah. Just felt it worth bringing up again. Definitely. Um, yeah. I think that's that's all I want to hit there. Um, we, have, we have a promo for this episode that is just for this episode. Nice. So I'm going to go ahead and give that a play. Coming up next time on Adventures in Odyssey, Holstein's bookstore is robbed and Jenny is taken hostage. When Jenny is released by the crooks, the police must overcome a greater challenge of their only witness being blind. Can Jenny really help bring the criminals to justice or will she be left standing in the dark? Learn more on the next Adventure in Odyssey. It seems like a mean joke. <laughs> it's left standing in the dark. <laughs> At uh, least the music's good. Yeah, and it matches it compared to previously. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this episode, we get a Chris intro um, into like a pretty fun teaser. So yeah, then our, one of our classic Crintros. Yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be the name of our crouton brand. <laughs> Crintros. Yeah, that, that the bread-based snack. You're aware that's the joke we made. Oh, we've already done that correct great (laughs) wow that's the origin of the crouton snack bit okay well but we've talked about the crouton snack bit outside right right but in the show we talked about it um after i jokingly called the chris intro a crintro and then then we started on the crouton bit 
So okay. Well, we just accidentally <laughs> recreated that. I'm so sorry. I also don't know how much of that was left in the episode. So maybe you're only hearing about this now, Shock Squad. I apologize for nothing. But <laughs> eating, <laughs> eating croutons <laughs> as a snack is important and worth saying. <laughs> so oh anyway, this word. episode begins with Holstein's books, which... Um, just to, you know, get on a rabbit trail real quick, because we've been so on topic. I love Holstein as a character. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we've talked about him before, um, I think, in the in the Kidsboro episodes. Correct. But he is so delightful for yep. for me personally, for mm-hmm. my history with Odyssey. I just, he's a joke factory, and they always land. Like, yep. I don't know. Yeah. Well, not always, most of the Most time. Of the time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hilarious. The episode starts with him showing the goons, who mm-hmm. doesn't know we're goons, mm-hmm. the true crime section. Yes. Which <laughs> is it's such quality this is the for shadowing. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, people who will rob me, yeah. here's where you find like it's it's the great thing of like you realize the goons showed up, we're like, oh, we gotta kill time. Until, like, we're ready to do this. Yeah. Um, we got to, like, you know, scope out this place. So they show up and Holstein's like, oh, what can I help you with today? And and Goon 1 stutters and goes just like, uh, 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 uh you, you, you know, me. true crime. Yeah. <laughs> you know, completely you, unrelated. You know anything about, like, criminals and, like, bank robberies? But, like, make sure it's real. <laughs> None of this fictions. Yeah. Well, what's there to learn from fiction, huh? Uh, I, I, you know, with Holstein's character, there's a lot of, like, word twisting and things like that. So he says, like, I have an exhausting supply instead of an exhaustive supply. Um, and uh, he says, like, oh, it is my delightfulness to, yes. like, serve you. So, it, yes. like, he, he just well, makes then, all these jokes. Right. And then Katrina shows up early yeah. with her... Knapsack or K-Napsack. <laughs> Very important to note that the K is separate from the actual object. Which is funny. So if we're playing into that, like, he's, like, kind of like this German-Dutch stereotype. Yeah. Kind of thing. And so in German, like, mm-hmm. the, like, so there's a name that is written K-N-U-T. And you would read that. In English, as nut. Yes. But in German, it's Knut. Hmm. So the K-Nap stack kind of works. It checks out. Okay. Well, and Dylan took three years of German. Five. Five years of German in high school. so much worse than three. Yeah, that's right. I don't think it's worse. You you know German well. No. Enough. To function. I, I was in a foreign country where I didn't speak the language, and I would have given to have... At least one year of speaking the language. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, so Katrina <laughs> Katrina works at Holstein's Books, um, which is canon in the show. We haven't talked about it before, but mm-hmm. that's what's going on here. Um, she shows up early for work. She's coming from the college. She drops her K-Nap sack in the back room. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the back there is the first edition of an Eric Hogard book. Derek. Eric. Oh, it's Eric? Okay. It's Eric. Okay. Because this is an actual person. Oh. Um, an Eric Hogard book, one of the last ten in the country. Hmm. Um, Eric Hogard, Eric Christian Hogard, um, was a, a Danish writer and 
probably more prominently translator. Um, so he is famous for translating uh, Hans Christian Andersen oh, stuff. Okay. Hans Christian Andersen wrote The Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. which Fred Holstein starred in as Triton. I have no idea if that's intentional or not, but I'm going to assume, sure. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> the audible, my audible smile. <laughs> that is so great. I just, mm, man, just more reasons to love The Little Mermaid, I suppose. <laughs> I, I suppose. He also wrote The Emperor's New Clothes. Like the book? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Hans Christian Andersen did. And yeah, then Eric legendary. Hogarth translated it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then, uh, Jenny comes in, right, to the shop, right after they get the book? Yeah, yep. Jenny shows up, Holstein calls her his little strudel, which mm-hmm. is funny and a little weird. Um, yeah, yeah. And there's, Don't think about that too much. And there's this great thing where Jenny asks Katrina, like, oh, has anything moved around in the shop? And Katrina's like, nope, everything's, like, the same place it was before, which is, like, this really nice little subtle setup of her blindness, which... <laughs> She's a pre-existing blind character in the show. Like she's been in episodes before this. She's well-established as that being a character trait. So I like that they don't feel the need to hit you over the head. And then yeah. they hit you over the head. I'm blind. <laughs> I'm, I'm blind. I hate being blind. I'm so blind and everybody treats me like I'm blind. Yeah. I was. I, I paused it to write like, oh, I love the subtle layering that in. And then press play. Yeah. And whole scene's like... How are you doing? And she's like, okay. And he's like, just okay. And she's like, well, I'm mad because people People are like patronizing me, essentially. Yeah. Which, to his credit, um, McCusker, uh, in kind of the background research for this episode and for Jenny as a character, went to a school for the blind in Colorado Springs. Okay. um, And interviewed um, students there. Oh, that's great. I'm glad that he did his research. And one of the things that, like, kept coming up is this idea that, like, they were really frustrated with being handled with kids' gloves and kind of talked down to and patronized. Um, Yeah. Like, they want that to be treated with respect. Mm -hmm. Like every human being. Um, A mind-boggling concept. Right. But, like, I, I like, I like that he, like, put in the work to get that info and wrote it in and like i really appreciate that well and it's true to the character and i could totally see that as chenny who's like a pretty young character to to feel that way a lot especially you know in the way that she's talked about later in the episode of things that she might be learning in school about being blind and things like that like i you know obviously didn't have that experience and so i can only imagine how different that must be growing up and like kind of like going to special classes and like learning yeah learning about things being forced into a public setting where everything is standardized pretty much and having to have such a specialized education yeah (sighs) um yeah so you know she says just because i'm blind doesn't mean i can't do anything for myself or whatever um and then they're talking about uh the reading because she's there to get books because her family reads together and holstein's like oh you know i'm i think it's so great that your family reads together before you uh you know in the evening at night and they just finished the chronicles of narnia because you know 
of course, it's right. Adventures in Odyssey. If they're not reading Chronicles of Narnia, they're not a Christian. Right. I um, mean, hey, uh, that that's that's empirically true. I mean, every Christian I know read the Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. Yeah, and every person that died drank water, so <laughs> water's so bad for you. <laughs> well, there's that. Um, <laughs> and then uh and then they get interrupted because the goons go and lock the, the door, door and yeah. Holstein's like you can't do that dur- like, during like wow, business hours during business hours and I was like oh is that a rule I never really thought about it I guess that kind of makes sense I only ever thought about it in the my manager will get really mad at me <laughs> if I do that right right but yes. yeah I guess I, it is somewhat. yeah I don't know I don't know if that's actually like a law or if that's just the the thing but whatever yeah um yeah and then uh so right so he the the goons are then like hey holstein like open up the register yeah um and then the one says the other hey you go into the back i'm gonna and get the thing yeah and they walk back there and obviously as the listener you're like okay they're stealing the book the book the fancy book however it takes so long for that to be acknowledged within the show and i cannot tell like i don't know if they did they did they like was it a thing if they were trying to pepper this in so it could be a reveal later or did the right did like mccusker realize that we all know because it's weird how long they hold out on that. Did they, did they were taking the book? Yeah, it's not until, like, the I'm scene with the cops afterwards like, where they're like, oh. And, like, oh. I realize, right, I realize he then walks out with the K-nap sack mm-hmm. to put the money in. But, like, it, there wasn't a set, like, I, it was immediately, like. So Why like, would you the, go into the back if you're right, robbing the register? Right, right, he's, he's clearly so getting the book. Covered. And they set up, like, Pun? we've covered. got this expensive book. Mm-hmm. So. Anyways, so yeah, he comes out with the K-Nap sack that's got the book buried in it, and they start, Holstein starts dumping money into the bag, mm-hmm. but then it, he starts spilling it, and so one of the goons just grabs it and does it for him. Mm-hmm. Um, there's because this he's whole... so flustered. Yeah. He's kind of he's... adorable. <laughs> he is. He, he at one point is like, I don't know how to get the register open if you can't, if, if you don't buy anything. You guys want to buy a bookmark? <laughs> yeah. You want to buy a bookmark? They're like, They're like, fine, I'll just do it for you. Yeah. Uh, yep. And, uh, so this is when he trips the silent alarm, I guess. Right. So so yeah, goon one then the you know goon. Um <laughs> you know, he he sees the button for the you know silent alarm. Yeah. Um and uh is like, "Oh, what's that button?" Holstein's like, "Oh, I can press it to get Katrina from the back so that she can hear me." And he's like, "No, it's a silent alarm. You shouldn't have done that, old man." And then uh ties him up with packing tape. Yeah, he's like, oh, I got some string in the back I can right. get for you. And he's like, nope. Nope, this packing tape will do. Which a- they don't duct tape Katrina. Correct. Or this is, yeah. This is just, uh-huh. Okay. It, it's because Katrina's a woman, so she's not going to fight back. Even oh though she is way more agile oh, the, yeah. than Holstein. Or that old man <laughs> yes. who tripped a silent alarm. The damage has been done. Right. Like, what else is he going to do? Right. Yep. It's weird that they tie him up, but, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> well, and then, and, and then they... So then they freak out because they tripped the silent arm. You know, you shouldn't have done that, old man. Uh, then they, you know, there's a comment about, um, like, okay, we, you know, we got to get out of here now. 
um, is there a cop around back? Like, is there going to be a cop around back? And he's like, there's probably right, they, only they, one they cop see, car around Right, the they see a town. cop slowly coming towards them on the street. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, we should, like, we're going to be surrounded. And they're like, no, it's Odyssey. There's probably one cop. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just go out the back. Which works, believe yeah. it or not. Yep. And then they, yeah, they, oh, and then they they're like, right. Jenny. So we, we, we have to, we've got to find some way to, you know. If, Secure if there are, We right. need insurance policy. Yep. So they grab, they grab Jenny and Katrina's like, no, no, like I'll, I'll go in her, like take me instead. And they're mm-hmm. like, no, absolutely not. Uh, Jenny's the perfect witness. She's blind. Roll credits. Yeah. Um, she's blind. She's blind. She's, she's blind, blind. She's blind. Did you know that she's blind? Oh my gosh. I forgot. She's blind. And she can't see. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, yeah. They they bring that up and they they kind of... So they they sneak out the back. They sneak out the back and then Katrina lets the police in the front Mm -hmm. um, because the goons locked the door. Yeah. So she's got it. Obviously. When they didn't tie her up. Right. And, um... So that she could... Right. And then she, she opens the door, the police walk in, and the little doorbell thing... Mm-hmm. chimes again which has this really obnoxious tune and you just hear holstein mutter under his breath i hate those chimes yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny it's so yeah. i love it especially because the chimes at wit's end are like so revered um yeah that's fair it's important to know uh that them taking jenny the goons as it were um it was not their plan they didn't want to take a hostage and so um, in the following scenes when they bring it up, it's it's very much like it's an improv, uh, like an improvised act and not not a part of the plan. Correct. For kidnapping. No, um, not at all. And you get a little bit of that in this scene, but then they actually talk about it right. in the car later. Yeah, yeah. So they're then in the van. They've got Jenny in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, the, <laughs> they call... What are the goons calls Holstein Mr. Sauerkraut? Sauerkraut? Is that racist? I think that's racist. It right? is. It's also hilarious. Yeah. Um, well, I suppose the Germans were a safe demographic to make fun of. That Andrew, one. that's my heritage. Yes. Uh, it is partially my heritage. I think I'm like 3% German or something. Dude, that doesn't count. Yeah. Get out of here. I nah, know. Not nearly as German as you, Weaver. Dude, I'm all german yeah but i'm old german like you're 100 percent. yeah wow that's cool but all of my like my heritage starts in this same region before there was a country here so you were just it's german right it's german but like before america America. (laughs) yeah wow that is actually really cool that is the the fun thing about living in such an old town my family's from Michigan, and before that, they were immigrants. Yeah. My great-aunt blew up an Irish manor house during the Revolution in the late 1800s. So right on. kind of my claim to fame. I mean, that's pretty cool. There's a statue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. I think. I don't know. Yeah, you should, uh... There's definitely a plaque. You should you should see if you should get you can get a plaque next to it that says like made an adventure. This is an Odyssey podcast. The that... progeny. <laughs> he can't stand up too fast, and he has an adventure in Odyssey podcast. <laughs> Basically, just as cool. Yeah, he broke his wrist for years and didn't know. <laughs> almost three years. <laughs> it's almost three years. And 
the thing is, it's a bad break. It, it's not even like it's a half. Yeah. Uh, but he plays soccer, which doesn't even use hands, so it's fine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> that one's too far. <laughs> So right, so there he's then like you know let me like get the, the you know like yeah oh, did you you get what you do oh look we got what we wanted or yeah, whatever like, what they're like going for. through the bag yeah like oh we got what we came for it's not the mm-hmm. money you know whatever that whole thing Jenny is great and sarcastic they ask her what her name is and she says Abraham Lincoln which is hilarious <laughs> uh huh then they like get, get to where they're going unload her they don't tie her up because they're like ah eh, where are you gonna go we're she's all- blind yeah they're like we're on a third floor don't try anything stupid they're on the ground floor for sure <laughs> absolutely <laughs> she knows what stairs feel like uh, yeah um and then uh and then she starts quoting the Gettysburg dress. dress. Yeah. They ask her a question, and she's like, four score and seven years ago. Yeah. They, uh, uh, they start removing their disguises, mm-hmm. pull off an eyebrow, it sounds like, or maybe a mustache. Um, and uh, and <laughs> then they get they- fake eyebrows? <laughs> yeah, okay, mustache. <laughs> Probably a mustache. I, You know, I, you know. In, in 2021, I would be like, okay, burglars, they use fake eyebrows, you know. We live in the internet age. Right. We we need masks, so yeah. your mustache isn't gonna do you any good. You're already wearing a mask. Yeah. Eyebrows. Eyebrows, eyebrows. Eyebrows. Um, and so this is then the scene where they beat the horse so dead that she is blind. Yes. Um where they yes. play the classic old West Fun again. World game and they beat a dead <laughs> horse. And see if I keep making that joke. It'll become then, a bit, yeah. We'll no, no, force no. the bit on no, the no. audience. But I will be beating a dead horse <laughs> about beating a dead horse. At Old West Fun World. The deadest of horses. <laughs> yeah. It was never alive. Mm. Yeah, so this is where so, they're beating right. the dead horse right. about how blind she is. Yeah, and they're just like, oh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. what, goon... <laughs> Goon 2, like, takes off his shirt, and Goon 1's like, what are you doing? And yeah. he's like, I'm changing my shirt. She's blind. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, well, don't, uh, I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah. And, like, walks into a different room. He's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I'm not going to do that. Well, yeah. I'm going to be over here then. Yeah. I mean, Goon 1, the you know goon, is definitely the better of the two goons, is what we're well, uh, being, is yes, what's being kindest, established. Of the kindest, yeah. Yeah. You he's know. the one that doesn't actually want to kidnap the child, and the other one is just kind of like well it's the best option and he's like no but but maybe maybe it shouldn't be yeah and the other guy <laughs> and Go- goontoon's like no, no no it's great we it's love great. it it's so great but yeah, criminals love blind people classic you know that's what i always say that's um, my famous catchphrase <laughs> so uh, yeah and and right so in addition to the, the blind thing they just keep talking about how perfect she is as a witness because she right. didn't see anything she doesn't know where she is she doesn't she can't testify to what they look like. They'd be able to get off without a hitch. It wasn't... She's not the perfect witness, sir. She's the perfect hostage. Yes. Yeah. Perfect witness is the turn that we will get later when, you know, Ethan is like, hey, you're the perfect witness. Because... Because you helped you us solve things. this. Right, yeah. Um, and smell things. Other senses. Yes. They then uh, are like, okay, uh, get. we'll get rid of the car. Then you take her back in the pickup is it 
Yeah. Is it Goon 2 who takes her back in the pickup or Goon 1? I it's forget. the good Goon. It is the good Goon. Okay, mm-hmm. so Goon 1 takes her back in the pickup. Because gonna... nobody will be suspecting a pickup right. truck. And they're like, ah, oh, drop her someplace nice. Actually, why don't we just drop her at the police station? It's <laughs> Odyssey. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, unnecessary risk, but sure. Yeah. So they, they, they no one will recognize us because we've changed our disguises. Mm-hmm. We'll drop, drop her off. Um, yeah. there won't be video cameras at the police station. No, certainly of not. <laughs> That's not a thing that they would do. Not an Odyssey. Um, so trusting. Right. I mean, even Wits End has cameras at this point, right? So. Do they? No, this is before no, Wits gets later. back. Yeah. All right. All right. Whatever. Well. Come on, police station. You should be more than three years ahead of Wit. That is true. That is definitely true. <laughs> um, and so, the, yeah, they, they, they drop her off. Goon one takes her there. He kind of apologizes, but does call her the perfect wit or perfect uh, hostage again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then is like, and then makes like some weird thing of like what whatever he says. He says in like some obscure way, like you can get out. And then she's like, "Huh?" He's mm-hmm. like, "You can get out of the car." Yeah, yeah. You can you can move yeah. on or go. You know, go live your yeah. life. Oh, yeah. he says like. Uh, they're, they're talking about how quiet and nice Odyssey is and like how trusting it is and everything. And he's like, well, go get out of the car. Like go live your life. Um, and yeah, it's, it's an interesting moment because again, he is starkly very different from goon, uh, goon one, uh, goon two. Oh, goon two. Goon one is good goon. That's going to be real fun. So yeah. (laughs) So she gets left there and we get the, the scene ends with her. Yeah. She is like like mildly panicked in a way that is really like, it's really unsettling and like good. Like I'm glad they gave her that because she's been pretty like cool and collected and a Mm -hmm. bit like snippy, but that's it Mm -hmm. throughout this whole thing. And it is like a, She's just taking these criminals at their word that they dropped her off at the police station. Like, she could be anywhere, and she's kind of calling out for help. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. her she's at like, her most vulnerable in this whole thing. I don't know where I am. Can anyone help me? Like, yeah, it is in all the ways that up to this point she's been like, no, I can do my own thing, blah, 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 blah. She's actually like, I don't even know where I am. I don't really know what happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we get we cut to the police station with uh, Officer Richard Quinn and uh pat ethan right yeah detective detective ethan but is is this so is this at the police station or is it at their house i write it as we are at their the home house. yeah i think you're right because i think you're right it, they they talk about like her being like calmed down and some stuff it's also odyssey she's she's the victim in this they they probably like yeah. she's a kid well, they probably took her to the... her house and they're like yeah talking to her in the living room is the feeling i get okay i Um, i agree i agree and so they've already done like their debriefing like Mm -hmm. uh, the odyssey people have and then detective pat ethan shows up and they're like a special specialist in cases like this um and walk in and um yeah she says hi to jenny Mm -hmm. and uh i as the audience was like oh woman nice nice (laughs) I paused to write that down. I then pressed play, and they hit it over the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Where I just the... assumed that you'd be a woman. Right. And she's like, screw you. <laughs> no, a man. Oh, where, yeah, Where, yeah, like, yeah. the, the, her, um, I assumed Mike, you wouldn't be I a guess woman. Jenny's dad was mm-hmm. like, oh, when they said Detective Pat Ethan, I was expecting a man. And she's like, yeah, I get that a lot. 
Yeah. And it's... <laughs> I mean, right, it's fine, but, like... the When did this come the, out? 92? Yeah, okay. No, 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 94? It's... Old. 95. 95, wow. Still, like, I... It... It doesn't... Because I, for what it's worth also had that reaction in yeah. the year 2020 where i was just like oh i'm not expecting like they say detective pat ethan and i'm like just baseline assuming man yeah the thing that i didn't need was the show then acknowledging that yeah like like it's good enough to do the thing like, to let it to be make, a little bit more subtle and nuanced. Right, to let that reveal happen for the audience, but then to underline it within the show seems clunky. Mm-hmm. And it's also like, even though I thought it, and like I would say it for a podcast, I would never say that to a person's face. No, Be like, never. oh, I expected you to not be the person you are yeah. <laughs> because I'm sexist. Yeah, exactly. Like, because of gender roles. That's not a thing that I... Yeah. But I... Yeah, it just... It is unnecessary to underline it, in my opinion. But, I you know. yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, you know, and it's just obviously a product of a different yeah. era, and kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Um, oh, the the other the other thing that uh, that uh, that when Captain Quinn's kind of filling in Detective Ethan before before they go in, he mentions that like, oh yeah, we, like we debriefed mm-hmm. her and like got all the information also um so got doc morton right clean bill of health from doc morton and i was like uh-huh doc morton <laughs> always always doc morton it's the only doctor in odyssey um doc morton is also mary's mm-hmm. doctor yep. and us a child is born which we just talked about she's also the mother of isaac morton who oh, is a um, character Correct. Yeah. Who's, who's Isaac, the, the, Isaac the whatever episodes, yeah. which we've talked about doing, and maybe will someday. Who knows? Time, time, There's lots of Odyssey. There's so much Odyssey, guys. I don't it's, know if you've picked up on this yet. Yeah. There's so much Odyssey. It's an overwhelming amount for one single show. Yeah, which is why there's like 20 Odyssey podcasts. That is, yeah, I guess so. And none of them are that successful, unfortunately. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's, there, there, there is a ceiling to, uh, to what you can accomplish being a podcast about a niche piece of media. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and have that niche piece of media be a, uh, paywall, you know, radio drama. Four Christians popular Fun. in the nineties. <laughs> Why do we make this show? Cause we like Odyssey. Yeah. Well, That's... and cause we like each other. That is true. I do like you. Cause I'm having fun. I am having fun, too. When we stop having fun, the show ends. Yeah, that's a very Look good... forward to our final episode on the Rydell Saga in <laughs> three weeks. <Yes. laughs> We're done now. We give up. Clearly, there's nothing more for us here in this universe. Uh, um... It's time to move on for our Winnie the Pooh podcast, in which we go through the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Poodcast. Oh. <laughs> Uh, stay tuned for my solo spinoff podcast in which I steal Dylan's name. <laughs> Not Dylan Weaver, the Winnie the Pooh cast. Pooed. So. <laughs> right. So then, then Jenny's like, so I heard, you know, 
uh, Officer Quinn say that you specialize in uh, cases like these? Are those cases involving robbery and kidnapping or cases with blind people? And Detective Ethan says, honestly, both. both. <laughs> to which I wonder, how many? <laughs> Wait, wh- what I, is the I crossover? I was so confused. She's from the county police. Yes. She's not like some national, like they're, they're, this is too niche, much like this podcast. <laughs> this is too niche <laughs> For her to have this, like, it could be, like... Maybe there's a lot of blind people. She could specialize in, like, you know, robberies gone bad. Mm -hmm. Or, like, situations with, like, disabled kidnappees. Even Mm -hmm. that... Or just, like, cases involving people with disabilities. Yeah. Like, that is a valid thing. I'm pretty sure it's an entire profession. (laughs) But, like, boy, oh, boy, do they... She's Not just do like, that. No, I am, I am a specialist on robberies turned kidnappings involving blind people, and I'm like, no, you're not. Thank goodness you're here. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> truly, you are the right person for this case. Yeah. Also, how, oh. how did they I, make you in a lab just for this episode? I, oh, they did. Okay. I mean, and maybe this is just Odyssey explain, like, acknowledging the fact that, like. People at there are too many people on staff at police departments, (laughs) and this is their subtle way of being like, "Look, look at the tax money being wasted on having this role. It came in handy once, but then they have to keep paying her year round at the state level. Yeah, Uh, county, county, county level, even worse. Um, so, so yeah, and then unless the population is like exclusively blind people, right." And then, and then Detective Ethan's like, look, like, I want you to create, like, we're going to work through this. You're going to create a sound picture of the whole event. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, oh, and then we get, a Quinn's take, steps out to take a call mm-hmm. about a car. The car was found on Route 29 by yep. Odenton. Yeah. Which, I don't know, I, I, I imagine. Home of the Ogres. Yes, home, home of the Ogres. Who could forget? Also home of the Odenton bug. Um. <laughs> It's got to be one of the first references to Odin. Odinton? Yeah. Oh, yeah, to Odinton. Like, well, because it predates... It correct. predates... It the... predates Novacom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't remember, like... Yeah. Anyways, cool. Cool. Big, big fan of... Big fan, big fan of Odinton. Go Ogres. Um, buy our merch. Buy our merch. Um, and so, yeah, Ethan... Uh, Ethan's operating under the assumption then that the car was stolen um, because it was just like ditched in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And she's like, well, look, if it's if it's there, probably cross-reference with any stolen car reports. It's probably, you know, it's probably one of those. Um, and then we uh, leave this scene and go to a frantic Eugene bursting into Holstein's books and screaming for Katrina. In true Eugene fashion, he's yep. very flustered for reasons we find out later are not entirely Katrina related, but it does come across as very affectionate in this, uh, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. paranoid, definitely paranoid, but yes, he is, he is cute when he's worked up. He is. Yeah. So cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Eugene was, this is when it gets established that Eugene was robbed too. Right. Right. So, so he's like, he's like, I was at the police department and they said mm-hmm. that you had been robbed. And she was like, why were you at the police department? He was like, well, someone broke into my dorm. I and was burgled. <laughs> yes. They took my laptop, not my computer, not my stereo, not my money. Um, but they did take my car. 
Yeah. And, Fun. <laughs> and then Captain Quinn walks in and is... And so he says, they took my car. And us as the audience go, oh, it's going to be his car. Yeah. And then Captain Quinn walks in and goes... Hey, Eugene, we found your car. It was the getaway car. Dumb, dumb. Commercial break! Yeah! <laughs> also, though, how did Captain Quinn know Eugene was at Holstein's books? Well, Eugene was probably vaccinated. And when you get vaccinated, they put little microchips in you so that they can track everywhere you go. That makes perfect sense. Yep. Mystery solved. Mystery solved. Thank goodness. So we do commercial break, and there's a great John Campbell score. And we come back, and we hear a scene that we already heard. And we're like, huh? Wait, didn't we already hear this? And then Detective Ethan interrupts and is like, all right, Jenny, I need you to concentrate. And this is when the production design goes through the roof. So good. (laughs) So she's like, I want you to listen to, like, the sound like think about the Mm -hmm. sounds outside of the car and like start to play those back for me Mm -hmm. and so like we slowly hear it layered in like the sound of the car driving and then Mm -hmm. like a horn in the distance and like the car stops and she's like okay it there was like a train tracks and a train goes past and ethan's like is it a slow train or a fast train and jenny's like a slow train She's like, okay, probably freight. freight train, yeah. And Jenny's starting to get super excited. Yeah. Which I love. It's it's so cute. Well, like the, I, the Ethan, a detective, is it she a detective? I don't know. Yeah, um, Detective Ethan. That's, detective yep. Ethan and Jenny, their dynamic is so good because yeah, she, she sees Jenny for what she is, which is mm-hmm. different, but not less capable there are things that like she she kind of brings up the fact that she was learning in school that she has other sentences sentences senses that are of heightened development because she can't see right um and she knows that there's more in there and she believes that jenny can uncover this from the very beginning because jenny even is hesitant at first because she's like i already told them everything she's like no i think you know more than you actually than you think you know yeah. Um, and so this is when this is like finally coming together, and she's pulling out these clues from the scenes. At, um, yeah. The, it's uh, so it's so good. It it shows like obviously like we're dealing with the her kidnappers, the goons, mm-hmm. underestimated Jenny. Mm-hmm. However, there's also a level of like jenny underestimating herself Herself, yeah that we get to see here unfold and they did such a good job of like detective ethan being really kind and considerate and honestly casting a woman to play this part makes a really good move because you she gets to be a smart capable detective who also like can play this more maternal side mm-hmm. and be really like helpful and kind towards Jenny. Well, it's not she's like also a... got a chip on her shoulder in the same way that Jenny does, which mm, I think makes her more yeah. approachable. Yeah, that's that's fair. It's yeah, it's really good. Like I just yeah, yeah, I like it's it. very well done. Um, this is when they kind of they dissect the scene and the conversation mm-hmm. that is recounted in the car earlier. Um, and you know, they kind of established that what, what the audience already knows, which is they were not robbing the store for money. Right. Um, that there's right. an and this envelope when... and, yep. and there's something inside. Um, yeah. But, and yeah. Jenny, Jenny's like, well, maybe it was, the book was stolen by like a jealous, jealous collector and starts to kind of fall down this rabbit hole. And Ethan, to her credit is like, 
look, like, let's stick to the facts, kind of mm-hmm. reels her back in, um, and then, but, but reiterates the idea that, like, stealing money was definitely this, was definitely a ploy to distract yeah. from them taking the book, um, which Holstein does say that they took the book, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, this is them kind of piecing that all together, and it's really good, and so I want to, I want to take this moment to do a slight movie sidebar here okay if if everyone's cool with that so there is there's a movie from 1992 that i'm really fond of called sneakers oh it is a heist movie one of the members of the heist um played by david strathairn who's an amazing character actor plays this blind guy there is a scene in which so robert redford's the main character Mm -hmm. he is kidnapped he's thrown into a van with a bag over his head mm-hmm. and there is a scene where he works with the with david strathairn's character who's blind to recreate the sounds like mm-hmm. to go back through and think about all the sounds that happened while he was there and that's so use cool. that to like figure out where he went which is what they're doing in this mm-hmm. and this is Sneakers was a pretty big movie, and this is three years afterwards. So you have to like wonder if there was some inspiration to- drawn from that. It is. I hope so. When I first saw Sneakers, this is what I thought of. Really? Where I was like, oh, this is like, right, th- this is where I first saw this sort of thing done. Yeah. Um, and so, like, there, there's so much similarity there that I have to wonder if there was like, and not, not like, oh man, Odyssey plagiarized or whatever, but just like, it's a cool place to draw inspiration from. It's yeah. a good idea. Like, go for it. And maybe it's just parallel creation. But I thought of that. And if you haven't seen Sneakers, go watch Sneakers. It's a great plug. Quality shoe. Good for walking as well. Or sneaking, perhaps. Yeah. Also, uh, that movie that movie has a stacked cast. Does it? Ben uh, Kingsley, River Phoenix, um, wow. James Earl Jones. Okay. Um, it's, so uh, you've got everybody. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> it's great. Go watch Sneakers. Yeah, um, please do, uh, and and then uh, and then tweet at us and say, yeah. "Hey, I watched sneakers and, and I hated it. It's right. all your fault." <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're you're more than welcome to. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I Dylan doesn't uh, Dylan doesn't run the social media anymore. Yeah, uh, Andrew will pass it on to me though if it's if it's entertaining. So yeah, um, and then so we then jump from this scene mm-hmm. to uh, Eugene. Um, at the police station. He's looking over the car with the police officers. They mm-hmm. weren't able to find anything. All the fingerprints in the car are Eugene's. And Eugene's like, well, have you tried analyzing the dirt? That's a different dirt than what's usually on my car when I go between. I know my own dirt. Thank you very much. <laughs> I love it. Um, do we, we had somewhere in like Novacom, right? Is there not a dirt? Well, no, there's, there was the whole bit with Tom Vermeer and the soil samples and oh, doing yeah, all that. Oh, yeah, soil samples in that. And then there's rocks in, um, uh, is that uh, Through the Looking Glass? Is that is there rock analysis in that one? Oh, uh, what we've is, covered a lot. Yeah. There's the good. We've covered a lot of Eugene being interested. In right. We we we've, we've covered so much mystery odyssey. <laughs> yeah. Um. That I'm like, man. I feel like I feel like we've kind of done. Oh no. I was thinking about all like the analyzing the dirt in the tunnels at which yes, end yes, is what I'm exactly. thinking of. Yes. With the mysterious sediment. Right. Mm-hmm. 
And then, yeah. It, it, there's also, like, this isn't the first, like, car theft odyssey we've covered because there's the there's the whole Tercel thing. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Forgot we covered that whole arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, right, so there's... There's a peculiar clay in the wheel wells. It's not normal. Mm -hmm. And Um, Quinn's like, "Uh, Eugene, have you ever considered working for the police? And Eugene's like, what is it paying? He's like, yeah, you couldn't afford the pay cut. Yeah. (laughs) Which I don't know what Eugene is making, but I was curious and I looked it up. I mean, police officers, they make more than teachers. (laughs) Yeah. Police officers do well enough. I guess Eugene is like a super genius working at a but he's like he's, st- he's still a college student. Yeah, I don't and he know. doesn't have his doctorate, to my understanding. No, I no, mean, he doesn't. Because that is a weird thing in this episode is reminding myself that Eugene lives in a dorm. Yeah, like, he keeps talking about like stuff being stolen from the dorm. You imagine um, him going to the cafeteria and everything. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, and so it's at this point that that Quinn is like, you know, did you take a look at like what else could be missing from your dorm? And Eugene was like. Well, like, no, like, I just looked around quick before coming to you. And he's like, we should probably, like, double back. And Eugene's like, well, can I get a ride? Yeah, I don't <laughs> have my like, car. Yeah, yeah, okay, done. Um, And so they get there, and Eugene realized that all of his floppy disks are missing. Mm-hmm. And his hard drive, which those floppy disks were just a backup of his hard drive. Yeah. His hard drive has been reformatted. And erased. It's all I mean, that is gone. what reformatted. Yes, it's, it's... Dun, dun, dun! The nightmare of losing all of your data. Yeah. Horror. <laughs> it's <True> actually... Horror. <laughs> as somebody who's lost all my data several times. Yeah. As someone who's lost whole episodes of this podcast. Um, yeah. I'm speaking for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's not fun. So uh, truly, truly can empathize with Eugene's distress here. Yeah. And it uh, is... But it's all of his work, which... People do be just loving to steal Eugene's work. Mm-hmm. So the mystery is getting bigger and bigger. We've got this idea that there's someone who hired some goons to steal a first edition book. Yep. But then they also broke into Eugene's room and took all of his work. It's very, very peculiar. Who knows where it will go? Uh, You'll have to tune in again next week. This episode is jam-packed with stuff. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, uh, I'm curious because it's a three-parter. I know that it's not going to end the way that I think it is. And because I don't really remember. I mean, presumably, you know, Jenny helps them catch the criminals. Just a shot in the dark. Right. Um, but other than that, like, as far as the logistics of what happens and who's behind it all and everything, I don't I don't remember specifics of it. Um, but this episode definitely, definitely sets up a lot for mm-hmm. the upcoming two episodes in a way that three-parters don't always. So, yep. yeah, a lot of, a lot of a lot of good to take from this one yeah i'm very excited for what's to come do you have anything else you want to add no no i'm, yeah, I'm good yeah I uh, feel like tune in next week it's gonna be good like yeah very keep, excited keep building this up um obviously plug in sneakers mm-hmm. um andrew you got anything? uh i i'm a big fan of a little christian record <laughs> called semler or by semler uh called preacher's kid um, yeah a previous episode of the show it's preacher's kid oh <laughs> great great also tie on this album yeah yeah, yeah. actually uh, so the the preacher's kid episode um went out like i was editing that episode right around the time that the preacher's EP kid dropped. ep dropped and yeah. it was weird 
yeah it's a it's a very cool ep it's it's written by a um uh an lgbtq christian uh talking about her experience in the church and uh what that was like for her it's it's very raw and emotional and kind of a phoebe bridgers julian baker sad girl way but i i really like it it's been super cathartic to hear other people talk about um kind of you know church culture and kind of the weird things of like there's a song about uh youth group lock-ins mm-hmm. and stuff like that oh, which is so good really fun really fun yeah. for me to hear and think back on all those crazy things um, yeah so yeah so if that sounds interesting to you i would highly recommend checking it out uh she's a really cool independent artist and seemingly a genuinely nice person so yeah there you go big 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 dylan recommend. recommended it to me that's, that's why i listened to it that is very true um additionally i would like to plug uh there is new merch on our merch store that there is um i i may have <laughs> hinted to this earlier or i may have cut that but uh a friend of the pod michaela moeller has designed uh four new shirts yeah. um, that are up for sale now on our store uh, buying those get, throws a little money our way, throws a little money her way. Also, you just get to look cool and wear Wadfam Trackpod merch, and we think that's really cool. Yeah, so. I'm, uh, I want to look at the the different, um, the new designs. We we mentioned the Old West Fun World. Yep. Uh, Got an Old West ones? Fun World design. There's a there's a large rag boy on a oh, church that's sign right. that looks <laughs> awesome yeah that one turned out so well there is uh there's a moxie a vacation for your mouth yes that's the one that i'm gonna buy which is an extremely uh one-off joke that andrew made on <laughs> yeah. an episode i don't even know which one me neither but there's a shirt of it now um well i believe or that... you can get it on other stuff as well that's yeah. the beauty of, of t public is shirts but also you can get it as a sticker or a pin or maybe you want it on a notebook or something we've to got swaddle options. your newborn child in hey you do you man yeah um and then fbi we got frank's time? breakfast in finally a, a classic a classic looking frank's breakfast in shirt i mean it's great classic yellow text on whatever color background you want yep so so go out there um buy, buy some of that at least and, take a look yeah it's fun yeah, at least at least look at it um link is gonna if be you, in the if you end up picking picking any up uh shoot us pictures because uh, yeah i like to see it's, them. it's fun to see it out in the wild yeah um and then and then one last thing uh we've got a new review oh great so this this positive is, <laughs> yeah this is a five-star review from aio fan 17 nice fantastic username. podcast this is by far one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. Dylan and Andrew do a great job of being critically kind, acknowledging the overall positive feelings so many of us associate with Adventures and Odyssey, while still keeping a keen eye on the episodes they review. I really enjoy their perspectives and always look forward to new episodes. Oh, Yeah. Thanks, AIO fan 17 Thank you. Um, wow, the 17th fan of Adventures and Odyssey. <laughs> This is a full-grown man. <laughs> um, and yeah, if you uh, if you want to leave us a review, uh, drop that on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you do it on Apple Podcasts in the U.S. or Canada, we'll see it. If you do it otherwise, also tweet at us or email us or DM Andrew on Instagram. Just do yep. something so that Smoke we can signals. track it down because we want to we want to see these. We want to be able to you know acknowledge you on the podcast, give you our thanks, and yeah, yeah, it's uh, a just, lot of fun. Right, thanks to all the people who have uh, who have reviewed us that is uh, that's huge and all the people that have listened to this silly show yeah. over the over 100 episodes we've put out yeah you so, guys rock thank you so much
um, for being in this corner of the internet with me. Mm, it's a good corner. So with all that being said, uh, we'll be back next week for episode 310, The Perfect Witness, part two. Bye, guys. Bye. Wadfam Chalkpod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Co-op. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at Wadfam Chalkpod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at wadfamchalkpod at gmail.com. The Perfect Witness Part 1 was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Acebo and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wadfam Chalkpod. Pod.